And welcome to Mama's Cowan's Basketball, ready to take on Knox here on the Kellogg Printing Company pregame show. Kellogg Printing Company has been on the public square of Mama's since 1924. Kellogg Printing is a full-service commercial printer serving local and nationwide clients. Well, Mama's men with an exciting victory. Now it's the women's turn. Mama's looking for their first conference win of the season. Knox has moved into second place, coming off an impressive win at Ripon over the weekend. We've got an uh, interview coming up here in just a moment with uh, head coach Michelle Decoux with our Mama Farmer and Home Realty pre-game coaches interview. If you're ready to buy or sell your home, listen and get a sold with Mama Farmer and Home Realty. Call them at 734-6600 or check them out online at mamasfarmandhomerealty.com. Take a quick break and we'll head right into that interview with Coach Decoux in just a moment here on WRAM. Really quick, really back and forth. But that's what Knox wants to do, right? They want to speed up Mammoth. 
Monmouth wanting to run the slower game, but Knox so far has been successful in speeding them up, getting those transition buckets. Both of their buckets so far have been in transition, and number 50, Bria Medina, has been a, played a role in both of that. She is a key player for this Knox squad, and she looks to have a big game here tonight. It was Stearns on that first bucket. Here's a three for Dacio, no good. Goodrich the rebound. And it was Stearns who had a clear high 20 two Saturdays ago. Jones layup no good. Beats the offensive rebound. Kicks it out to Stearns. Long two. Good. So Stearns ties the game. Actually, did they call that a three? They put it up as a three. Uh, that, that can't be. I thought the official had a two, but we'll see. And it's a layup at the other end for Naya Daniels. Daniels, the Midwest Conference Player of the Week. She had a big, big week last week in their win over Rippin. And here's a turnover by Monmouth after Jones stepped on the end line. Yeah, they have it as a two on the uh, live stats. They put it as a three on the scoreboard, though, and uh, nobody's changed that. So we'll see. Here's a three by Knox. No good. Rebound is grabbed. They've changed that score now. Yep. 6-4 game. Here's Naya Daniels, baseline jumper, no good. Rebound, Ashley Jones. Mitchell. Mitchell into the lane. Layup is good. Mom is trying to take a page out of Knox's book there with a beautiful pass forward to Jaden Mitchell. Gets the transition bucket. And there's a block by Ashley Jones. As Mitchell brings it back down to the other end of the court. Down low it goes. The Goodrich out of bounds. Not had a, anything so far, but late, I guess the Stearns jumper was about an 18-footer. Everything else has been at the rim for both teams. Yeah, both teams, they have been running this court. It's been a lot of back and forth, a lot of transition buckets. They're all running, sprinting, kind of starting to breathe a little heavy here early in this first quarter. They kick it onto the wing. Knox just made a handful of substitutions there at the... Well, the ball went out of bounds, and now they turn it over. Goodrich picks it up on the possession back across the timeline. Stearns, Beach, Goodrich faked the three. Back to Beach. Danielle Beach, the Midwest Conference newcomer of the year, women's soccer, having a great basketball season, and she gets a left hit and layup to give Mammoth the lead. They were begging for a travel call there, and i got to tell you, Luke, I think they were right. Coach Seth McDowell in his first year, Michelle Deku in her first year for Monmouth, did not mind the no travel call. When it's 8-6 Monmouth, missed shot by Knox, and now Monmouth across the timeline in the hands of third. They subbed in Alvarez, Schoonover, Maya Callahan, and Roca. Four subs came into the... Contest only number 50, Bree Medina State, and here's a foul. It'll send Ashley Jones to the line. So Mama's weathered that hot start by Knox where it was 4 nothing, and they had the ball again and a chance to take a 6 nothing lead before turning it over. Here comes Delaney Scheidenhelm and Olivia Dingus in for Goodrich and Beach. Neither team that deep. Knox has 12 on the roster, but if you look at their uh, stats, as Jones misses the free throw, she is a 62% free throw shooter, second on the team in makes, first on the team in attempts. If you look at their stats, 
They've got 11 who have played. Here's a rebound for Scheidenhelm. The Jones missed them both. It goes into Scheidenhelm, and she fouled. 11 who played. They got one player hurt, but they have two players who played less than five minutes per game. So they really have a nine-player rotation. And we've seen all nine of them in the first four minutes of this game. Allie Hoy subs in for Monmouth. Now their eighth player into the ball game. Yeah, with those nine players, I expect to see a lot of flopping and subbing, which is how high tempo, how fast Knox likes to play. Monmouth pretty much has ten. Courtney Falwell has been hurt all year. It's inbounds to Seidenhelm, and she lays it up and in for the bucket. Her volleyball coach, Derek Rockmeyer, is here celebrating his 29th birthday, so we got to like what he sees out of his volleyball player, Seidenhelm, getting the bucket. And here's a steal by Ali Hoy. Hoy in for the layup. That is good. Monmouth up by six on a 12-2 run. Knox sending four. Girls to the scores table now to check in. Yeah. So, like I said, going to be a lot of subbing in and out for Knox. Yeah, their starters are going to come back in after that 12-2 run. Part of it was against the starters, the rest against the defense. You look at Monmouth, too. Kirsten Cox started the first 10 games of the season. She got a concussion at the end of December right before the trip to Milwaukee over the holidays. Has not played since with a uh, concussion. Also had a couple other injuries. Maddie Finch, who is back and played in the game at IC on Wednesday, but she had a hand injury that was suffered midway through the season. And Courtney Farwell's been out for most of the year with injuries. Here's Seidenhelm blocked down low out of bounds. Mama keeps the ball. So first-year coach has had to balance a bunch of injuries, and there's one senior on the squad, fifth-year senior Jaden Mitchell. No true seniors. One junior in Delaney Seidenhelm, and everybody else is an underclassman. Yeah, this is definitely a young bunch that uh, Coach Deku has on her hands, and she's been doing a good job trying to kind of rope them in there. And we've seen a lot of sophomore leaders step up for this team, and so that's a, that's a big thing going forward for this team. Inside the dingus, and I think she traveled. She did. And that was good help defense there down low in the post for Knox. They kind of got the trap on dingus, and as she was trying to work away, she they forced her into the trap. Here they go in the corner with the basketball. 12-6 Monmouth. Daniels kicks it back out. Jumper free throw line is good. That ends the run for the fighting Scots. Knocked down there by Roca. Her first bucket. She averages. And they have five players in double digits. You do not see that often at any level, men or women. Boys or girls, pros or college, high school, whatever you want. You don't usually see five in double digits. Here's a held ball. It's going to be knocked ball. But they have Bria Medina at 17.2. They have Kylie Callahan at 16.8. Serena Dacios at 15.9. Naya Daniels at 12.6. And then Lorea Roca has come off the bench three times this year at 10.3. Monmouth does not have a double-digit score. Ashley Jones leads the team at 9.0, but Jaden Mitchell at 8.8. Ella Goodrich at 8.4, and this runner no good. Rebound, Monmouth Alley Foy brings it across the timeline. Three on two. Driving in, layup no good. Put back, Peaches there. 14-8, Monmouth. 4.05 to go first quarter. Great job running the floor there for the Scots. They had about, like you said, a three on two, and then Daniel Beach bringing up the rear, getting the rebound, and putting it back in. Now it's back, top of the key. Naya Daniels driving the lane. Layup is good. That's a quick first step. Got her wide open to the bucket. Yeah, she did a great job of splitting the defenders there, going up and under and getting the easy layup. 14-10. 
One thing Knox has done really well so far is jumping these passing lanes as they try to do right there unsuccessfully, and there's a shot from Wrangell. No good rebound to Knox. But they've been jumping those passing lanes, creating those turnovers, because they, like I said, they like to score off the fast break. They swing it back left side now. And runner is good and a foul. Big bucket right there. Another quick first step and a good move to get to the basket. Just kind of running right past the Mammoth defense there. Kylie Callahan, you said, is like is the second leading scorer on the team. She goes to the line for the chance for a three-point play here. Free throw. 76% on the season. And it is no good. We saw a lot of that in the men's game. A lot of missed free throws by guys who, and ladies who usually shoot it pretty well. Here's Ashley Jones. They have shot 538 free throws this year. That's 80 more than Mammoth. They've shot 115 more than their opponent has. And they've shot them at 67.5%. Three ball for Mammoth in the corner. Did not hit anything. And Knox gets the rebound. Chance to tie it or take the lead here. They rush it up the court. Daniels goes baseline and is fouled by Goodrich. It'll be her first. This is a quick attack for this not offense. They get down the court and they strike early. They strike off. They shot the ball extremely well in that first game. A win in Monmouth 10 days ago. That men's game earlier, Lake Forest did hold on in the second half to beat Lawrence 80 to 73. It's the same matchup on the women's side tonight. Didn't get to the standings earlier on the women's uh, to mention not how important this game is for the Prairie Fire. As here's a three ball for Ali Foy, no good. The rebound hits the floor and then stolen away. Wrangle to Goodrich. He brings it down and has it stolen away by not. They head the other way and lose the handle kind of all over the place right now. Women's cowards. Midwest Conference standings. Griffin has clinched the playoff spot. They're 11-1. and one. Their loss came to Knox on Saturday. Knox is in second, 8-4. So they need to win this game to stay alone in second. They have won three in a row. But Illinois College has won four in a row. They're 8-5. Knox did beat IC earlier in the year, and they will play on Valentine's Day right here in Galesburg. Here's a steal on the inbounds. Nia Daniels lays it up and in. 5-14, 202 to go. Grinnell, 7-6 is currently in the fourth spot. Cornell, 6-6. Six and six, Lawrence, 6-7. Six and seven, Beloit, 6-7. Six and seven, All in it. And this pass tipped away and out of bounds off Knox to stay in Monmouth Ball. Lake Forest will be eliminated with one more loss. They're 4-8. Monmouth, 0-12. With Knox tonight, Rome against Ripon on senior day Saturday. At Cornell and at Grinnell, left on the schedule for the Fighting Scots. Lake Forest at Lawrence tonight, Rippin and Cornell, I see in Grinnell tomorrow. Big game for Knox on Saturday as they're at Beloit, who's only two games behind them. And Beloit won the first game here. Knox looking for revenge on the road. This one's tied at 14. Mamas with one on the shot clock. Jones lets it fly. It does hit the rim. 
And just like in the men's game, we hear a long shot clock buzzer. Knox gets the rebound, running down the court, and we'll get a foul here against the Fighting Scots. The pace from the starters are on the floor favors Knox, but when they go to the bench, Mama's been able to control that pace. So it'll be a weird kind of mix and balance in how the coaches use their personnel this evening. And you notice right now, Mama doesn't have, they only have two of their starters on the court, three of them on the bench, three bench players out there to kind of try and match up here with Knox's starters. So you wonder if that's a strategy, starter versus bench, and see who can last longest. They shot 44% in Glenny Gym two Saturdays ago. They missed both free throws. They were 23 of 28 from the line in that game. Here's Madison Heiss who just subbed in, gives it to Scheidnown for Monmouth, and now Ashley Jones left wing. Sassio led them in Monmouth with 23 points. Maya Daniels had 20, and Brian Medina had 17. Monmouth was led by 20 from Kinley Stearns. Here's a three-ball wrangle, no good. Rebound knocked. Ella Goodrich had 16, and Daniel Beach had 10, but Monmouth shot 41% in that ball game. Here's Callahan. Swing it out for a three ball for Knox. Is good. Knocked down by Nacio, and it's 17-14 in favor of Knox as they hit that three ball. And Knox has been on a little bit of a run here against Monmouth bench players. It is a block. They got their starters back in, and they've got the foot on the pedal right now into the front court quickly. Driving into the lane, scoop layup, no. Rebound grabbed by Jones. Mammoth could hold for the last shot of the quarter here, and they will do just that. Jones, top of the key with seven. Scooping in, layup, no good. And now Knox has another chance to add to their lead at the end of the quarter. They let fly on a three, off glass, no good. First quarter comes to an end. Knock 17, Mama 14 in a back-and-forth quarter of runs here on WRAM. Every happy gathering is successful because of the people you share it with. Perfect for small or large groups of all ages. When you're playing at simulation sports, there's no pressure to be an athlete. It's good for me and Luke. They are all about having fun with batting cages, pool tables, golf simulators, and a lounge area equipped with HDTVs. They have something for everyone. Simulation sports in Monmouth. I know you're going to say speak for yourself, right, because you're an athlete. Yeah, peak but, athlete that's uh, sitting up here that's right, right. Now. <laughs> You had your intramurals last night, a little five-on-five basketball back on campus, and uh, the first five-on-five intramural basketball in a couple of years. And you guys had, what, three games last night? Yeah, three games, all highly competitive. A lot of, you know, fans cheering on their teams. They had player coaches, and it was a good time. Yeah, the video on Instagram was fantastic. Enjoyed seeing that, and that comes off of a successful fall. We had 92 students. Uh, signed up for uh, in the fall semester. We had some three-on-three basketball. Uh, we had some volleyball out in the, in the sand. We had flag football on the football field. And got a lot more coming up here in the uh, spring as well for our intramurals. Uh, we're going to be home this Saturday as we're ready now to start the second quarter. Track meet, 1045 a.m., the Roger Means Invitational. And then basketball against Ripon. 3 o'clock for the men's game, senior day, 16 years there. 5 o'clock for the women, one senior. Mammoth nearly turns it over. That senior will pick it up in the backcourt. Jaden Mitchell, after it was sipped, gets it back from Scheidenhelm, the only junior on the roster. Mitchell, a fifth-year senior. She's closing in on the top ten in three-point shooting. Wanted to shoot it there. That's career number. She's made 64. Right now, she ranks 14. She needs nine over the last four games to get to the top ten. You heard 
Coach Deku talked about her on the pregame show and what she's meant to this program and to Coach Deku in her first year. Here's a Mitchell three. Very little air on her jump and just missed that one. Rebound knocks. Quick release for Jaden Mitchell. She's made 64 of those here, and that was after starting her career at Eureka where she knocked down a bunch of threes as well. Here's Knox into the lane. They kick it into the corner. A three ball is an air ball, but they keep possession. And get it to Daniels. Layup no good. Rebound Scheidenhelm went up strong for that one. She's had a very nice few minutes of action so far today. And Rangel brings it across the timeline. Yeah, big key here for the Scouts. going to be boxing out on those rebounds. We're seeing a lot of standing around on some of them. Just got to box out, try to get the boards, and not give Knox a second chance because they – Normally, we'll make you pay for those. Dingus for three. In and out. No good. Rebound Jones. She's fouled and go back to the line. Just as we were saying it, there's a great hustle play. Get the board. Get the offensive board there for Asher Jones and end up back up at the line. Teams first here in the second quarter of play. Jones, free throw. Good. Jones ends what was an 11-0 run. It was 14-6 Monmouth and then 17-14 Knox. And Jones makes two free throws. She's now 50% on the day. Quickly into the front court, Daniels misses again. And I think uh, Jaden Mitchell might have got a hand on that one and influenced that shot. That was good defense there. Stearns to Dingus. Down low for Mitchell. Pull it away. Intercepted nicely there by Knox. And they're into the front court. Daniels backs it up this time. Runner is no good. Rebound Jones. Jones has done a good job on the glass here in the early going. Now he's got it again. Back it goes to Mitchell. Mitchell floater. Might have been blocked and it's picked off by the Knox players, and what's this foul called? we got a charge or a block. I think two different officials were going to call it differently. It is a foul on Monmouth. That's some subs here for Monmouth. It's Daniel Beach and Allie Hoy. Check back in for Ashley Jones and Olivia Dingus. Knox keeping the same front out there. Now they've got it ready to go again here. Free throw line jumper is good. They've done a good job getting to the free throw line and making those jumpers where they've been thus far. On the night, now we got a foul against Knox. Haven't been very many fouls in this game, but now they're starting to pile up a little bit. That is the second on Medina, who's their leading scorer, and she's going to go to the bench. 7.22 to go in the half, 19.16 not. And now it's back in to Wrangle. Wrangle into the lane, dribbled out of the lane. Excuse me, that's Stearns. Turns now to Hoy, kick it off to Mitchell. Eight on the shot clock. Mitchell's got to find something. She gets a screen from Scheidenhelm. Long three, back rimmed it, and here comes Knox on the run now. 
into the front court. Layup is good. So you get a long three that's back rimmed, and it turns immediately into a layup at the other end. Yeah, that was a beautiful move there by Rocha for Knoxville and splitting the defenders once again, doing a little bit of an up and under. They get another turnover and are pushing the court now, and here's the shot layup. Good. Steal a quick layup, and we're going to get a timeout. 23-16, Knox with the lead. Tinkham's Electric timeout. Tinkham's Electric specializes in generators. Hope you keep the power on during outages. Call Randy at 335-3034. Timeout with Knox up seven on WRAM. Welcome back to Knox College. Nathan Boob and Luke Bradburn with you. Big run right now for Knox. Put the pressure on against Mammoth, and here's a foul. It saved Mammoth another turnover. Yeah, Knox's defense is doing a great job putting the pressure on, just trying to keep Mammoth off balance, keep them uncomfortable, and not let them get any easy looks. We've had two, in the last couple possessions, we've had two close shot clock problems, chuck up shots because of that Knox defense. And delay of game warning against Knox. 31 there. Kylie Callahan crossed the sideline while jumping up and down to try to distract Dally Hoy. And now it's Hoy getting it inbounds and getting it right back. Picks up her dribble. Now gets it over to Beach. 15 on the shot clock. Beach. Nice speed, and the shot blocked against Scheidenham out of bounds. It'll be Monmouth Ball with, should be less than 10 on the shot clock. 12, actually, will be on the shot clock. They reset it to 30. Yeah, that was a great pass there from Beach, and Scheidenham just wasn't aware of the defender coming in to block that shot, put it up right away. Boy, boy for three. Did not touch rim. Out of bounds with one on the shot clock, but it's going to be knocked basketball anyway. Yeah, once again, the shot clock coming into play for the Mammoth offense, just getting uncomfortable and taking shots that clearly are not the ideal shot. You know? Right side, knocks with it. They get it back up top now. Back into the lane. Nice little floater pass. Missed the layup, though. Beach might have blocked it. Knox gets it back, and then a foul is called. See where that foul is. It's going to be free throws. Put that on the point. Yeah, that's free foul. Free throw is good. So far in this game, the turnovers is the big spot. 11 Monmouth turnovers. That free throw is good. And that's how it was two Saturdays ago. Monmouth had 29 turnovers, where Knox had just 18. Here's Seidenham. Nice pass to Beast, and then Steve Powell. Roka did not agree with that. She thought she walked it cleanly, kind of clapped her hands, walking away, and might be lucky to escape that without a technical. Yeah, that was a great ball movement there from the Scots to kind of beat that uh, full-court press, get the ball down there and get 
to the line. She makes the first. No secret about what they want to do. They scored 42 points off turnovers in Glennie Gym 11 days ago. They're looking to do just the same tonight. Yeah, and they've done a great job so far of jumping those passing lanes and kind of catching Mammoth off guard. Mammoth trying to move the ball around, and they're doing a good job of stopping that. They make a couple of subs here. Knocks up 25-18. And now they try a three outside. Another big shot there from Dacia. She's their leading scorer on the night. And the other end, Mitchell had her layup blocked. And Daniels brings it into the front court. They'll try another three. No good this time, but there for the offensive rebound is Knox. All pink jerseys underneath the bucket. Yeah, they definitely had position advantage there. Layup no good. Rebound side no. Jones. Gives it to Stearns. Long two. No. Rebound. Thrown back to Stearns by Knox. She had Beast with her. Now drives through the lane. Layup is good. First field goal of the second quarter for Mama. Comes with 420 to play in the quarter. Cuts it back to an eight-point game. That was a good move there from Stearns to get around all the Knox defenders and get the red. There's a foul. I believe again on Allie Hoy. Oh, this one's going to go against Kenley Stearns, and she's looking at the ref yeah, like... she wasn't close to that. Yeah, that's a bit confusing. We're going to get Jones, Heish, and Wrangle in the ballgame. That's two fouls on Stearns. Free throw is good. Daniels has been rather quiet here in the... Opening part of this game, three for eight from the field. Misses the second free throw. Rebound hits the ground. And finally, Jones ripped it away from there. Monmouth called timeout. 30-second timeout. Knocks 29. Monmouth 24 on four to go in the half here on WRAM. Jason Bleeb and Luke Bradburn back with you. Water break brought to you by Cole Univarmouth, where your first three months on any water treatment system is only nine ninety-five a month. Timeout, Monmouth. Now back to live action. Down nine against Knox. With four minutes to go in the first half. Wrangle gets it to Jones right wing. Jones driving. Cut off baseline. Lost the ball. Picked it up. Now trying to find an outlet pass and does get it off the beach. Under 10 on the shot clock. Left side, Madison Heist. Back to Wrangle. She'll fire a three. In and out. Rebound. Heist layup. No. Rebound not. That's a good job there from Heist to get the board. Just unable to finish on the putback. And a layup the other way. Had some reverse English on it. Spins into the bucket for a 10-point lead now for the Prairie Fire. Swing it back around and left side for Mammoth into the hands of Heist. Wrangle. Now back to Heist. Inside it goes for Beach. Whistle and a jump ball. 
no ball. It'll be possession arrow. No. And Mammoth is trying to slow down Knox here, and Knox doing a great job keeping the pressure on, keeping them uncomfortable. Exciting end of the men's game, 65-64. Mammoth winning on a tip-in at the buzzer. Knox has controlled most of the second quarter of this game. Now up 11. Mammoth led uh, by as many as eight, actually, 14-6 to before they closed the first quarter on an 11-0 run. Going all the way back to that right now, it's an extended 25-6 to run for Knox, in which Mammoth has made one field goal and four free throws. Just leading 14-6 here. Last week, Jones layup left it short. Went in to get her own rebound. A lot of contact ball hits the ground, and Knox came up with it, but then threw it away and out of bounds. Now it'll be Mama's ball after a weird scramble that filled out from under the basket over to the left sideline. Well, they've got the shot clock at nine seconds here. I think that should re- reset. Correct? It depends on if they say Knox had full possession or if they just threw and it away. And they the go lane. up to 30 yep, now. There we go. That's a big difference, nine seconds versus 30 seconds there. Beach has it. Top of the key, 2.20 to go, first half. 11-point Knox lead. Mamet looking for a little momentum into the locker room, but Beach loses the handle, turnover, and then a foul on Jones in the backcourt. Mamet will play ripping at home on Saturday. It's a busy Saturday. I mentioned the track meet at Huffield House starting at 10.45. We will also have basketball. The men play at 3 p.m. The women play at 5. Tennis just added a couple of uh, matches today for Saturday. They're going to go to Decorah, Iowa, home of Luther. They're going to play a neutral site game against Simpson at noon and then play the host from Luther at 4 o'clock. So a couple added men's tennis matches. Coach Brian Dahlstrom and his squad, which will get their season going a week earlier than expected. We thought they were going to start on the 17th. Now they're going to start on the 10th, and here's Ashley Jones blocking the shot. Up ahead to Rangel. Rangel, layup is no good, but a foul, and she'll go to the line. Ashley Jones hasn't been a huge scorer tonight for the Scouts, but she's done a little bit of everything else. She's leading the team in rebounds with eight. She's leading the team in assists with two, and now she's going to lead the team with blocks with that block right there. So she's doing a little bit of everything. She had a career-high three blocks in the last game. Here's Rangel at the line for throwing no good. see a lot of the men's players stuck around after that throwing in to uh, cheer on the women here. Watch this game before getting in the vans to head back over to Monmouth. Bunch of coaches on hand tonight as well, too, from other sports. Here's a long two for Knox. That is off the mark. Looks like most of the women's soccer team are sitting behind our bench right now. They're cheering on their soccer teammate, Daniel Beach, plus uh, both of our student managers on the women's soccer team. Yeah, and Daniel Beach has done a great job in both the sports this year. She's been one of those true double school sport athletes for Monmouth, and great to see a lot of support from Monmouth uh, students tonight. We had a huge student section here for the first for the men's game, and now we've got a lot of student presence for the women. There's a, another Monmouth turnover. It's a pass out of bounds. Saw Mammoth alum Craig Dahlquist down there with Coach Haynes earlier, and congrats to Craig. He's going into the Bradley Athletic Hall of Fame. A coach and a staff member. He'll get inducted there uh, later this month. Chicago Cub Mike Talkman got inducted a couple of weeks ago in the January part. He can't be there for the February one as they got their uh, reporting date down in Arizona first, but uh, they get 
Monmouth alum Craig Dahlquist into the Hall of Fame with former NBA player Patrick O'Brien, who was on that 06 16 team. So good to see Craig down there today with Coach Haynes. And saw Coach Paterni was here earlier with Turnquist family. And Coach Jamar, the assistant baseball coach, and I mentioned Coach Brock Meyer celebrating his birthday, our volleyball coach. He had a big win against Knox this year. That was at home, so he'll coach in this gym for the first time uh, next October in his second year. The Mammoth program. They must be doing something at halftime. A whole bunch of their students, all wearing purple, just walked over and are kind of getting in a line. I wonder what they got going on at halftime. We'll find out in one minute and 11 seconds. It's 33-21 knock. We're in, we might be in for a treat here, Luke. Yeah, no, second surprise. And they're going to call a double dribble there on Madison Heist. Knock fall. One oh four to go in the first half. Mamas a couple of field goals in this quarter. Turnovers adding up. Here. Layup is good for Knox. A lot of contact under the basket. Dingus hit the floor. And Dasio is playing hard out there and just finding a way to find the bottom of the net for She's in double digits. Mammoth is one for 12 from the floor in this quarter. And there's a turnover. Now 16 turnovers in the ballgame. Just a two and a half second difference between the game clock and the shot clock here. So I don't know if they can slow it down. We haven't seen Knox try to slow it down at all. They haven't walked the ball up the floor and Taking time off the shot clock the entire first half. Let's see if they do it here. Doesn't they appear, go, so they're no. kind of moving around pretty quick down there and swinging it around. Right into the lane. Daniels now kicks it out. Callahan driving in. Her floater is good. And now the shot clock off. Ten seconds left in the half. And what a quarter for Knox. Here's Jones. Jones, free throw line jumper. Good. Ashley Jones hits that at the end of the quarter. It is Knox 37 and Monmouth 23 at halftime. It's the LMP Insurance Agency halftime show. Leary's Concrete, Rock Solid, Terrific Titans as well. For your auto, home, commercial, life, and farm insurance needs, contact Rachel or Julie at 734-2116 today. LMP Insurance Agency and Leary's Concrete. For all your concrete flat work needs, call Leary's Concrete at 309 368 one six nine zero halftime knocks up fourteen. Back with more from Knox. We've also got our halftime interview. Dwayne Bonifor talking about the Mammoth College Theater Department coming up for you here at halftime on WRAM. Welcome back to Knox College. Nathan Blue and Luke Bradburn with you as we have some Save a Lot Food Stores halftime scoring updates. Let's take a look at the first half stats. Courtesy of Save a Lot Foods and Mammoth. Your Mammoth Save a Lot. Looking to add to their team with positions available for a meat cutter, a meat wrapper, and a stock person. You'll enjoy competitive wages in a fast-paced environment. Apply today at Save a Lot Foods in Monmouth. Save a lot of time. Save a lot of money. Save a lot food store in Monmouth. We look at the first half stats, and uh, the turnovers are a big difference in those stats. Knox has turned it over five times. Monmouth has turned it over 16 times, uh, which has led to 
14 knocks points off of turnovers. They also had 24 points in the paint in this one. Individual scoring for Monmouth. Daniel Beach has six points. So does Kinley Stearns. Ashley Jones has four. Jaden Mitchell has two. Delaney Scheidenholm has two. Ollie Boy has two. And Avery Rangel has one for Knox. It's been a big first half for Serena Dacio with 12 points. Nine for Nia Daniels. And she did most of her damage at the free throw line. Kylie Callahan with six. Maria Medina and Larea Roca with four each. And Saxon Alvarez with two rebounds. Big advantage to Mama there, 27-18. If it wasn't for the rebounding, this game would be even uh, further out of hand than it is at 37-23 with uh, Knox in front. And Luke, really a tale of two quarters. Mama came out uh, playing pretty well, 7-17 from the field in the first quarter, had a 14-6 lead, and then just went cold. They had a stretch where they went 1-15 for 15 from the field with four free throws made in that stretch. And Knox pushed the lead to 16, so they had a run at one point in there of 31-7 to before Ashley Jones hit the bucket at the end of the first half. Yeah, I think that what you said is perfectly accurate. The tale of two quarters, if you look at the first quarter shooting percentage for Mom, that you're shooting 41%, which is great for them, along with their season numbers. That's a great percentage. And then when you look at the second quarter, and they're shooting 15%. So something happened, something changed there. Another thing I noticed is the three-pointers, they are 0 for 11 tonight from three. So they're just not finding the shots hitting the back. And that, that was a big uh, big moment in the game against Grinnell where Mama kept it close to the end, going 13 of 33 from three-point range in that game. And we actually talked about it today uh, with Coach Deku. We were talking to her um, back on campus before coming over here about that shooting and how good it was against Grinnell. Uh, when Mitchell went five for eight, Avery Rangel knocked down a couple. Uh, Allie Hoy hit a couple in that game. She was on a stretch where she was six to ten from three-point range over a three-game span. Uh, for Monmouth, and uh, Coach was hoping that whatever that, that secret uh, sauce was in that game against Grinnell uh, would travel over here tonight, knowing that Monmouth needed it three, but so far have not been able to do that. Man, and you talk about those three players that have been huge um, in the three-pointed for Monmouth recently. Jaden Mitchell's over two tonight. Allie Hoy's over two, and A. Ringles over three. And I think some of that has to do a lot with Monmouth or with Knox's defense. Knox has been creating those uh, tough defensive stances where they're kind of throwing up threes that they don't want to take because of the shot clock, because of the defensive pressure, not being able to get really inside and penetrate on that Knox defense. So I think that's where you're seeing that 0 for 11 stat from. But, yeah, Knox's defense was the story of the second quarter. Hopefully, Mama can come out and try to do repeat what they did in the first quarter, right? Keep, uh, keep the pace up with Knox, try to keep running with them. What happened was I think Mama started to get a little bit tired there in the second quarter with Knox's pace and you see that directly on the box score. Knox taking control of the game in the second quarter. We're closing in on the end of uh, the first half here. Our uh, halftime show brought to you by LMP Insurance Agency for your auto home commercial life and farm insurance needs. Contact Rachel or Julie at 734-2116 today. We'll be back and ready to start the second half. It's Knox 37, Mamba 23 on WRAM. Welcome back to Memorial Gym here on the campus of Knox College in Galesburg. Nathan Blue and Luke Bradburn with you as we are ready to start the second half of action. We are at the Vicroy's Furniture Broadcast booth broadcasting tonight. The Vicroy's Furniture Broadcast booth at the top of the bleachers. 
don't know if we're on the east side, west side. Uh, we're on the we're on the scores side, the bench, the bench side here at uh, Memorial Gym. Quality furniture at an affordable price throughout the store located in Monmouth, Illinois. Victory's Furniture. There you go. Load up your new your new apartment, your brand new apartment. Yeah, with, there we uh, are. From Victory's Furniture. You go tell them uh, Sean Temple sent you. I will. I think that'll get you a super discount. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> we're ready to start the second half. Kinley Stearns, Ellie Goodrich, Danielle Beach, Jaden Mitchell, and Ashley Jones on the floor for the fighting Scott. It goes inside, kicks back out. Three ball is good. Danielle Beach. And her soccer teammates love that one in the bleachers. Handful of them out. Yeah, that was uh, for this one. That's that's about exactly how you want to start the beginning of the half, especially when you're down a handful. And there's a foul, I believe, on Jaden Mitchell. Yep. See our superstar uh, anthem singer from soccer, Mariah Hobson from Princeton, Illinois. Fortunately, was out injured this season, but came over and sang the anthem in almost every home game. She's sitting over there. Yeah, there's a good, good crowd of mom students here, and more Knox students here for this game than there were for the men's game. Yeah, they did the the thing that we weren't sure what was happening at, at halftime. They introduced all of the uh, women's teams. It is uh, National Sports and Women or National Girls and Women in Sports Day. Get that correct. Uh, and that's why they are wearing the pink today. Obviously, there's no uh, basketball games in October for uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, so they choose to wear it at, as close to February 6th as they get a home game for their uh, pink jersey nights. They're doing that today, but they brought out uh, the soccer, the softball teams, the soccer teams, the track and cross-country teams for uh, that introduction at halftime. And Mammoth gets it inside to Goodrich here. It looks like most of them have stuck around on that far sideline. Here's Jones driving in. She's fouled off go to the line. Ten days ago, we played Knox. We had not played them in a, in a sport since uh, the end of the football season in November. And, uh, supposed to have a couple swimming duels against them, but they have uh, put their swimming season on hold this year, so did not do that. And uh, the next one coming up is going to be, as that free throw is missed, the next one coming up, which will be any kind of uh, Monmouth versus Knox, uh, will be baseball first as uh, Ashley Jones free throw no good. So tonight she's had some weird trips to the line. She missed two, then she made two. Now she misses two, but she hustles to get her own rebound, and it's out of bounds off of Knox. We will play Knox on April 2nd in baseball at Monmouth with a doubleheader. Then Knox will come to our golf meet on April 6th and 7th at Gibson Woods. Here's Danielle Beach off class, no good. And now Knox running to get it across the timeline. That runner is no good. And the rebound, Kinley Stearns, double team in the backcourt, gets it away to Mitchell and across the timeline to Jones. Over to Beach, extra pass. Three ball. Good! Kenley Stearns for three. That's a big shot there. Yeah, so as we said before, in the first half, they were 0 for 11 from three, and now they've hit two big ones to start this half. There is a foul on Knox. Mama's ball. We will have Baseball, April 2nd. Mentioned golf, April 6th and 7th at our place. Then we come to their golf invite the next weekend. 
I'm going to let you say the name of the golf course because I always screw it up. That would be Swanitaha Country Club. <laughs> there you go. Here's Mitchell missing the layup. Softball April 27th is here in Galesburg this year, and then they will come to our track meet on May the 4th, the Saturday after that, and those will be all the competition between the two schools for the spring season. Three baseball games, two softball games, a couple of golf meets, and we'll have other golf meets where both schools are there, but one hosted by us, one hosted by not. Then obviously both will be at the conference tournament for golf and also for track and field. Here's Nia Daniels pushing off. Yeah, that was uh, called by all three officials at the same time, and uh, just about everybody wearing red in this gym. <laughs> Not much arguing on that call there. That one was about as clear as they come. Knox keeping that full court press on as they're kind of trapped in Skate Mitchell there. Kinley Stern dribbling around it, trying to get down across the timeline, and she will. Now here's Beach into the lane, over to Jones, and she charges right back the other way. And that was uh, just as obvious as the last one. Yeah, had that little jab step, and that one will get called every time. Yeah, a couple of the more obvious uh, offensive fouls you can have in a 20-second span there, one on each team. Mammoth, after not making a three in the first half, 0 for 11, as Luke told you, at halftime on those save a lot food stores halftime stats mama's made a pair here in the three in the third quarter pair of farm king three pointers family store with more since 1959 under the lane little floater no good and there's four white shirts underneath to grab the rebound Stearns comes away with it up ahead to jones jones more under control this time went right around the defender but then missed the scoop layup and it's out of bounds off not good job by jones that time to know hey i just got called for a charge this time i'm going to go around her but couldn't finish at the rim. Yeah, it was a great move, just like to see the finish next time. But, you know, the hustle to go and get the board and get the ball back. Into Goodrich, out to Beach, three ball, no. Mitchell, the rebound, though, did not hit the shot, the rim, so the shot clock did not reset. Here's Stearns for three, no. This one did hit the rim, but it's out of bounds on the rebound. Seeing two different defensive styles between these two teams. Mammoth, you know, not running the court, not doing the full press. They're kind of waiting back in more of the standard. Welcome back to Memorial Gym here in Knox College. Nathan Blue and Luke Bradburn with you. Apologize for those technical difficulties. Lost a little connection there for a moment. Mammoth with a nice little run, though, have uh, cut this down to a seven-point lead. It's 38-31. It was 37-21 at half. So Mammoth is on a 10-1 run to start this quarter. 
Here's Beach off glass. No, and a rebound grab by Knox this time. Up ahead, they go with the basketball into the corner. Starting to drive in. Layup is no good. They've left a lot of layups short here in the uh, third quarter. And right now, you look at their stats, they are over 9 from the field in the third quarter. Yeah, so like we said in the first half, it was kind of a tail two quarters, and it's proving to be true here again in the second half. Shots have held Knox without a field goal. Dating back to the second quarter now, as we get a referee's discussion underneath the basket, their last bucket came with 15 seconds to go. That's the fifth team foul on Knox. That's the reason for the conversation. It's going to be free throws here for the Fighting Scots now for the next 526 of this quarter. Mama's next foul will put Knox into the bonus as well. And Madison Heist to the line. It's her first time tonight. And she just stepped over the line. So that's a free throw line violation. Which will take away the first. You don't see that call too much. No. Madison's 10 for 18 at the line this season. And she only gets one here, which she misses, and not clears the rebound. That could have been a get it down to a two-possession trip to the line. Instead, Knox misses the layup. Daniels misses, beats the rebound, gets it over to Heiss, gets past Stearns, passes up the three-pointer, looking for home in the post. Gets it to her. Seidenhelm backs her way down low. Off glass. No. Rebound Beach. Beach off glass. Through contact. No. And no foul called. And now knocks the other way with the ball. Dacio had a great first half. She's spinning. Gets it back. Her three ball is good. And just like that, they're back up by 10 on their first made bucket of the second half. Who else than Dacio to bring them back into scoring column here in this second half, and she was lights out in the first half and hits a beautiful three-point shot there. Daniel Beach just misses the layup, and here comes Knox again. Here's a bucket. Her shot, excuse me, no good. Rebound Stearns. Jumper the other way is good by Stearns. Stearns doing a little coast-to-coast action, pulling up and hitting the jumper from about the elbow. And the layup the other way, no good. Daniels put back in good and a foul. Couple buckets in a row, a three-pointer, and now a chance for the three-point play. That's a backbreaker. Yeah, Mama's got kind of a lucky break there with uh, Medina missing her coast-to-coast layup, but Daniels getting the putback layup and the foul with a chance at a three-point play here. Knocks up 43-33 with four minutes left in the third quarter. Daniels at the line where she went three for four in the first half and knocked it down for the three-point play. Dingus gets it in here. Gets it to Scheidenhoe and now right back into the hands of Jones and across the timeline for moment. Stearns on the left side. couple dribbles. And now back to Dingus. Dingus dips it over. Knocked away. Stolen by Knox and a foul by Stearns. And I believe that's three on Kinley. 
reaching in after the steal was made. So that's one of those spots, Luke, where a turnover, then you add insult to injury with the foul that's going to send Knox to the line in the bonus. Yeah, not exactly what you want there. Once again, Knox doing a great job of jumping those passing lanes. They're just not seeing these Knox defenders jumping the ball. They're eyeing it the whole way and getting these tipped balls that lead to turnovers, that lead to fouls, that lead to good things for Knox. Free throw is good, and again, it's a spot where uh, Mama's had a chance to get it to a five-point game with a pair of free throws. The first one was a lane violation, and then the second one was missed. They came down, hit a three, got a three-point play, now make two more free throws, and instead of getting it to a five-point game, and now we're going to get a timeout, a whistle. What do we got? They're asking about the shot clock here. Yeah, maybe? shot clock did not start. It's still sitting on 30, and Monmouth was almost at midcourt. So instead of it being down to what would have been a five-point game at the time, at 38-33, it's now 46-33, and a 13-point lead for Knox. The officials will take three seconds off of Chuck. Yeah, that's about right. There was no pressure on finding Scott to bring that ball up the court. That'll lead to a three-second difference. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, they, had, they changed it, and then they changed yep. it back. Yep. So. <laughs> now it's left side to Alley Foy here. Now Dingus, free throw line. Foy, back to Dingus. Lobbed it down to Scheidenhelm, off her hands and out of bounds. Knox defense is stepping up yet again, disrupting what Monmouth is trying to do on offense. Left side for Knox with the basketball and a 13-point lead. Nice blow by there for the layup. Little hesitation and a quick first step for Medina. She has been quiet throughout, now has nine points on the night. Yeah, she's had a quiet night here tonight, but we know what she's capable of. We saw it. 11 days ago when she was in Glenny Gymnasium. She is quick. And she's got a great finishing move around the rim. Jones for three. No good. Rebound is grabbed by Knox. Quickly down the floor, beating everybody again for another layup. Is Medina. Now she's in the double digits with 11. Could have been a five-point game. Boom, just like that. It's right back up to 17, which is where it was at halftime. Right before halftime, Mama did a shot at the buzzer. And now a miss by the Fighting Scots. Knocks into the front court quickly. This time it's Daniel into the lane. No good. Gets her own rebound. No good. And Dingus finally clears the board for Monmouth. Knox is getting down the court very quickly. And Monmouth is trying to keep up. And, you know, good job there by from Olivia Dickens to influence that shot and then grab the board. Heist down low to Scheidenhelm. And out of bounds. Last touch by Knox. That was a dangerous pass there by Heist. Uh, Scheidenhelm was kind of boxed in there by two defenders, all in pink. Uh, somehow got the ball to her, and Mom's going to keep this possession alive. Daniel Beach is in the sub-in now for Scheidenhelm. 
And they're going to encounter with Sarah Finley for Daniels. Daniels leaves the court right now with 12 points. You mentioned earlier they have five players who average double figures. They have three in double figures tonight. Callahan had six as their fourth score this evening. And here's Ashley Jones fouled on her way to the basket. But you look at the players that average double figures. Medina averages 17.2. She has 11. Callahan averages 16.8. That's Kylie Callahan. She has six. But then Dacio averages 15.9, has 15. Daniels averages 12.6. She has 12. Roca has 10.3. Averages 10.3. She's only played 10 minutes tonight. Has four points and five rebounds. So three of their players right on their average. And the free throw no good. So Mammoth again splits free throws. Dingus gets the rebound. Knocked away from her. Ball on the floor. Knox picks it up and comes away with it on the throw. Left side. They get it into the corner now. Backpedaling with it. And they get it up top to Finley. Now Medina. Medina. Jumper short. Rebound is foul on Finley. She was muscling Dingus out of the lane and gets called for it. That'll send Dingus to the line. Dingus has been to the charity stripe 24 times this season. Which, uh, they, I thought they called that a foul. Did they not? They called a player control foul. No free throws. Sure, has been on the rebound. Yeah, I'm not really sure what they did there, but so, no shots Yeah, here. no free throws. Mama brings the ball up the court. Now Jones has it with 105 to go in the quarter. Inside to Dingus. Dingus backing down Finley, a little up and under. Now she'll go to the line, fouled by Finley. And it looks like Knox will get a whole new group here. Yeah, they're bringing five in. Leah Schoonover is back in, along with 30 May Callahan, 32 Kendall Lade. Lade has not played tonight. The others who just subbed in have been on the court. Roca sub back in as well. Dingus now 18 to 25 from the line on the season as she makes that one. And Dingus makes the second. Taking a look at these rosters, you notice that the Knox roster has only three players from Illinois, yeah. which is almost opposite of what Mammoth has all their players all their from players, Illinois. Yep. And most of them, I mean, generally being within a 40-mile radius of... Yeah, a couple from uh, a little bit further north is the jumper is missed here, but the rest are pretty close. Knox has a few that are related from Arizona. Here's Heist for the layup. That's good. Nice feed from Beach. Yeah, Knox with the number from Arizona. We've got Texas, California, Virginia. So representing quite a few different states. Yeah, Cal- on their Callahan sisters. And here's Jones. She'll try a three. No good. Rebound Knox with 10 seconds left in the quarter. They lead by 12. 50 to 38 Knox. They'll get one more shot here. And it's blocked by Jones. Now Mamas will get a chance. Jones from half court. Just short to end the quarter. Big block by Jones to end that quarter. It's Knox 50. Mama is 38, 10 minutes to go, back with the fourth after this break on WRAM. 
Nathan Bleaver, Luke Bradburn back with you as we uh, head into the fourth quarter. Knox 50, Monmouth 38. Monmouth got it down to seven and had a chance to get it to five at the free throw line. Didn't convert. And then it went up to 17. Now back to 12 as Monmouth ended the quarter on a 5-0 run. Monmouth four for 20 in the third quarter. Neither team actually shot well. Both had identical four for 20 third quarters. The difference was Monmouth made one more free throw and one more three-pointer. And that's why they won the third quarter, 15-13. to 13. Here's Dingus for three. No rebound. Knocked. And knocked away by Hoy, but out of bounds. It'll be knocked ball. Substitutions here. Goodrich, Mitchell, and Stearns in for Dingus, Hoy, and Ice. Monmouth leads the all-time series 62-42, but Knox looking to make it 7-3 and three in the last 10 meetings between these teams. Two years ago, Monmouth went 2-1, and one, winning the contest in the conference tournament up at Ripon in the semifinals before falling in the final to Ripon. Last year, Knox went to Ripon for the conference tournament and won the conference tournament there. So both these teams have won a conference tournament on Ripon's home floor in the last four years. Mammoth doing so in 2020, and Goodrich gets the block here. Stearns across the timeline. Stearns down the lane and blocked by Daniels. Foul still go to the line for two free throws with 9.09 to play. That was a good move there by Stearns to try to just kind of drive around the Knox defenders, get to the get to the hoop, and then draw the foul. Kenley Stearns had an ACL injury on in the first day of practice last season. Missed the whole year. Has come back to play in every single game this year. Free throw is good. She started the last 17. Has played in all 22. Averages 22 minutes a game. That free throw. She's made 28 of those this year. Second one, no good. And now here comes Knox, and they throw it away. Stern picks it off. Up ahead to Jones, and Knox is going to get it back. And now it's a two-on-zero for the Prairie Fire. Daniels makes the layup. 52-39. Turns with the interception and the great pass forward. After Jones just tripping up a little bit over the ball and leads to an easy bucket for... And here's a foul that will be on Knox. It'll be ball underneath for Monmouth. Whistle to get the ball inbounds as one referee was talking to the Knox coach. Now Jones kicks it out to Stearns. Stearns, right side back to Jones. Jones, little dribble drive, layup good. Ashley Jones off left. Layup the other way, blocked partially, I think, by Beach. Either that or just hit the other side of the backboard. Beach comes away with it, looking to go coast to coast. Now dishes to Jones. Jones now to Stern. Stearns will try a triple. No, rebound's going to go out of bounds. Weird situation there. I don't know if they called that a block or if they hit the other side of the backboard. The ball just came kind of flying right to Daniel Beach's hand. Subs for the Prairie Fire here. 
Daniels comes out. Daniels playing with that uh, thick knee brace and looks like she's kind of trying to walk something off here. They did not give Beach a block, so it must have just hit the underside of the backboard there. Beach just got the rebound, which is her, let's see, seventh rebound. Jones has 11 rebounds today. That runner is no good. The layup is no good, and the rebound stirs. Ashley Jones needs one point for a double-double. She's on nine points, 11 rebounds. Beach is on nine points, seven rebounds. Stearns has 12 points and now six rebounds. Yeah, as we've been talking about throughout this whole game, Ashley Jones is kind of doing a little bit of everything out there. Jaden Mitchell is standing on the sideline out of bounds when she caught that pass before letting her three-pointer go. So a turnover there, which is the 23rd of the day for Monmouth. Yeah, 11 rebounds for Jones. I'm looking now. I believe she had a 12-rebound game earlier this year. If my memory holds up here, we'll see. Down low. Nice reverse layup by Kylie Callahan. Now you've seen it all night with these knocks. These knock players, they know how to score, and multiple of them know how to finish around the rim. Yes, indeed. 12 rebounds for Ashley Jones. It came against Knox 10 days ago. And here's a foul on Beach. So Jones is in double-digit rebounds for the third time this season. She did have a double-double against Lawrence with 13 points and 10 rebounds. Mentioned Daniel Beach is also closing in on a potential double double in this ball game. Free throw here is good. Beach had 12 rebounds against Eureka back in November, also had 11 against IC. And rebound here for Beach. He did not have a double-double in either of those games, though. 55-41, knocks on top. Here's Jones. Knocked away, and a jump ball. Can't see possession arrow from no, where we call are. That a foul. They are calling that a foul. You're correct. It's on Monmouth. It's Beach's fourth. Looks like she's going to get something out here. Plenty of dingus coming into her place. She has had... Eight rebounds or more. Now five times this season. And that's going to roll off the rim and rebounded on the sideline by Mitchell. And it's out of bounds off knock. As Mitchell went to grab it, knocked, knocked it away from her, but they were standing on the sideline. 6.21 to play, knocks up 14. Officials getting together here. The Knox coach asked something. about that play. But the official on that far sideline was looking directly at it. And they're going to stick with the call as it was. Pass deflected. It comes into Stearns. And now Stearns has a couple dribbles out front. Down to Goodrich, and jump ball. Now to go to Knox. Their coach, 
Seth McDowell's in his first year. He was hired in October. He's a coach at St. Louis Community College for one year. He also had coached at Harris-Stowe State University in St. Louis and before that at Missouri Baptist University. A lot of work in the St. Louis area. I'll be interested to see if they have some St. Louis area players on their roster in the next couple of years if Coach McDowell sticks around. He played at Southeast Missouri State, played football. Before getting his master's in Arkansas State, so you don't see a whole lot of football players turn basketball coaches, but that's the case for Seth McDowell. Free throws now for Knox. Their coach left last year at the end of the season after leading Knox to the NCAA tournament. Look at what Knox did last year. A lot of these players got that experience free throw miss. But they get the rebound, and then Jones saved it, stealing it away. It's a beautiful pass there from Ella Goodrich, and it can then turned over down the court. Knox coming down. Knox has it on the wing, a three ball. No rebound. Dingus. And then a foul is going to go against Knox. And last year, they beat Griffin by three in the Midwest Conference Championship game. And they gave Loris all they all the Newhawks wanted last year. Loris was number 15 in the nation. And that final score was 68-56 to 56 in the NCAA tournament for Knox. The coach, Karamo, and they went 22-6 and six last year, 15-1 in the conference. Their first ever NCAA tournament appearance. Here's Wrangle into the corner. Mitchell for three. Good. Jaden Mitchell with her first three pointer of the night. That is her 65th of her career. Now alone in 14th place on the Monmouth College career list. Jumper no good for Knox, but they get their own rebound. Roca stepping through the lane. Couldn't get that to go through the lane off the right hand. Now Wrangle across the timeline. 4.45 to play. Mama's down 11. Three ball. home. No good. Sub in for Knox. Naya Daniels, and you're right, Luke. She's still limping on her right foot where she's wearing the knee brace on that right leg, and she's limping. Walking through here. Back in the game, though, and here she goes driving to the hoop, pouring back down. Layup is good. Into the corner for Seidenhelm. Now back up top, Rangel. Mitchell, another three. Same spot, same result. With now, the defender in her face, that was a great finish for Mitchell starting to heat up. Now a 10-point game, but Daniel scores with Seidenhelm on her back, and she'll go to the line. Yeah. 
Daniels here with a chance at the three-point play. Trying to get the 60. And they miss it. Rebound for the Scots. And now we hold it. Boy driving all the way in, left it short, and Daniels the rebound. Foul will put knocked into the bonus. Two more shots now here for Daniels. Callahan checks back in. Beach with four fouls. Let's see when she comes back in. Free throw is good. And that free throw is good. Beach and Jones both on the bench at the moment for Monmouth. Jones needs one point for a double-double. Beach needs one point and two rebounds. Stearns has 12. Beach and Jones both have nine. Mitchell has eight. Here's Hoy, another runner. No good. Almost a carbon copy of the last possession. She got past her defender, but left it short off glass and then knocked Sprint down the other end of the court. And Medina gets the layup. She now has 16. Daniels has 18. Dacio has 15. It felt like she had 15 in the first two minutes of this game. And now it's Rangel out front. Dacio did have 12 at halftime. She's had just three points in the second half. Dighton Helm over to Rangel. Rangel into Dingus. Dingus, left-handed layup is good. There goes Medina again. Yeah, good. Wow. Again, she is just crashing that rim right now. And it seems like nobody on the Scots can stop her. 65-49. And a carrying violation against Ringel. Roca back in for Knox. And here... Knox has it in the corner. Daniels and Dingus just shoved each other, and uh, no call happened at all. They both looked at the referee like, hey, she pushed me. And I don't think the referee saw it. Up ahead now, Mitchell. Mitchell, scoop layup is good. Not sure how she got the angle on that, but it falls for Mitchell. And somehow found a way to make that work is Knox. Oh, what a move. Knox hits the pass across the court to Roca to finish for another layup. These fast break points are just killing the Scots. Knox putting the nail in the coffin with these points off fast break. Dingus is fouled. Not bonus situation. Both teams have players at the scorer's table. It's Beach and Jones for Monmouth that I can see. Maybe Goodrich. Yep, Goodrich. And it's number 13, Jackson Alvarez for Knox. They take out Medina with 18 points. She might be done for the night with 153 to play and a 16-point lead. Thomas putting the starters back in. Jones gets it in to Beach. Beach along two. Good. 
So Beats back playing with her four fouls. Three, three members of Knox team have four fouls. Yeah, ours, Mindy Daniels and uh, Kylie Callahan. Finley has three. Roca has three. Roca's on the court right now. So is Daniels playing with four. A lot of fouls in that third quarter. We didn't have very many in the first half. Fun in the third quarter. And here's a layup by Dacio. He has 17. 18-18-17 for their top three. And then eight, six, and two. They've only had six players score tonight. But when you've got three that have a combined 53, Mammoth has 51. Yeah, they've got a good combination right now. Is Beach off class. No. Rebound. Knock with one minute to play. Good combination of your players out there that are scoring, your other role players that are, you know, helping with that press, helping with that defense, and disrupting what Mammoth is trying to do offensively. Timeout to into the bench here for Knock. Every player who's played for Mammoth has scored, except for, <laughs> excuse me, except for Ellie Goodrich, which is unique because she leads Mammoth in field goals made, field goals shooting percentage, and his third in points at 8.4. Lauren Milheiser and Maddie Finch will sub in. Maddie Finch scored six points at the end of the game at IC on Wednesday. She's coming back after a hand injury. Bit of confusion here for the Scots. They've got four, four players, players on the court. court. Yeah. And back out. Finch has played in seven games this year, averaging five and a half minutes per game. But when she's played, she has scored, averaging three points per contest. Milheiser playing in her 13th game. Just celebrated her birthday. And the game at IC the last time the Scots played. 40 seconds left. Here's Finley for a knock. Kicked it out. Then the lead. They'll try a three ball. Off the rim. No. And again, the shot clock buzzer goes off for no reason. Here's Beach into the front court. for grabbing that rebound. Her ninth into the corner. Finch. Finch. Back to Beach. Beach along two. Off the rim. No. Rebound bounced around. Grabbed by Knox. Knox brings it up the court here. and They can walk out this result. It's 69-53. Knox with the win at home. They cement their hold on second place in the Midwest Conference standing. We will take a break. Come back and get you our final thoughts from Memorial Gym here in Knox. This evening on the Layers Collision Center post-game show, Knox 59, Mama 53 on WRAM. Welcome back to Knox College Memorial Gym. Nathan Leva and Luke Bradburn with you as Knox wins 69-53 in the women's game today. Our Layers Collision Center post-game show. If you have collision damage repair, call Layers Collision Center at 734-1949. Layers Collision Center, professional auto body repair services that drivers trust. Our Security Savings Bank post-game coach interview will not happen tonight as uh, Coach Deku joined us on the pregame show instead. But Security Savings Bank, part of your community, part of your life, member FDIC. We'll take a look here at our Spears & Spears Law Office final stats. Spears & Spears Law Office at 201 West Broadway in Monmouth for estate planning trust and family law. Beach leads Monmouth in scoring. That last bucket gave her the team lead in points with 13. She just missed her first career double-double with eight rebounds. Kinley Stearns had 12 points. Ashley Jones just missed a double-double. She had nine points, five of ten from the free throw line to go with 11 rebounds. Eight points for Jaden Mitchell, who hit a pair of threes. Now has 66 career three-pointers, made seven away from top ten in school history on the career 
number with three games to go. Olivia Dingus had four. Madison Heist, Delaney Scheidenhelm, Allie Hoy all had two. And Avery Rangel with one point. The other way, Nia Daniels had 18. Free Medina had 18. And Dacio had 17. So those three combined for 53 points. They got eight points from Kylie Callahan, two points from Saxon Alvarez, six points from Lorena Roca. Daniels led the team with nine rebounds. Harris Mindy did not score, but she had six assists, four steals, three rebounds, or excuse me, three blocks, and four rebounds. That's stuff in the stat categories everywhere except for the points. Six assists, four boards, four steals, three blocks for her on the night. And she leads the way in uh, every category except for scoring uh, and did not score but did everything else this evening. The big turn in this game was the second quarter, won by Knox, 20-9. They had a run from the middle of the first quarter to the end of the second quarter. Uh, They went from down 14-6 to to leading 37-23. Monmouth won the third quarter, but by that point, uh, too little, too late, and Knox came back to win the fourth quarter as well. Our Clark and Glasgow Law Office player of the game is going to be Knox's Nia Daniels. She was already the performer of the week in the Midwest Conference this week. She backed that up with an 18-point, nine-rebound, three-steal contest here tonight. She was 6 of 8 from the line and uh, tied for team lead in scoring, also led their team in rebounding, added a couple assists and three steals and a block, something in every category for Nia Daniels. Might be on our way to winning Performer of the Week in the Midwest Conference again next week, depending on how her Saturday goes up at Beloit and what happens around the rest of the conference. But Nia Daniels of uh, Knox, our Clark and Glasgow Law Office player of the game. Tonight's player of the game brought to you by Clark and Glasgow Law Office in Monmouth, representing clients in a wide range of criminal defense matters. Visit ClarkandGlasgowLaw.com. Luke, your final thoughts on this women's game tonight, a 16-point Knox victory. Yeah, I think it was a story of the turnovers and the points in the paint. We saw Mammoth actually lead in rebounds, 64 to 47. But that turnover category, they had 20 turnovers to Knox's 13, and I think that's the game right there if you look at that. And also, as well as the fast break points, uh, Mammoth only having eight compared to the 23 fast break points for Knox. So there's some few things to build on if you're Mammoth, and Knox goes home happy with the win. Yeah, they are uh, alone in second place now as they head to Beloit for the weekend. Uh, and they've got three games left in conference play. Monmouth will be home against Ripon on Saturday, big Saturday on Monmouth's campus, starting with a uh, Roger Haynes Invitational track meet with seven schools uh, on board, including Knox will be there as we take on uh, seven other schools in the Roger Haynes Invitational starting at 1045 Saturday morning in the Hufffield House. Men's basketball at 3 o'clock, six seniors to celebrate in the men's game, one senior in the women's game, three cheerleading seniors as well uh, to be honored uh, before the women's game. Uh, 3 o'clock for the men's game, and the women's game will be 25 minutes after taking on Ripon. Big game for the men as they win tonight to move now into a tie for third, but need to back that up with a win over Ripon on Saturday to take a stranglehold on uh, the one of the last two spots in the conference standings. Looks like Knox will be headed to the uh, conference tournament on the women's side. They need a couple more wins to secure that, but they're in great position for that right now. The United Way of Greater Warren County game, uh, this game powered by United Way of Greater Warren County, where 100% of your donations directly impact our communities. From the Vic Royce Furniture Booth uh, here in Galesburg, for Luke Bradburn, I'm Nathan Believer. We thank our producers back in the studio. Caden got us going, and Sal took us the rest of the way. We thank all you fans for tuning in tonight. Mammoth wins the men's game. Knox wins the women's game. And we will have a whole lot of action coming your way over the next couple of weeks. The high school regional going to be a lot of fun on the boys' and girls' side. And hopefully Sean Temple's right back to bring you those games. We're thinking of you, Sean, and hope you're feeling better. And uh, hope to see you soon as well. Thanks to everybody back at WREM for 
trusting uh, Luke and myself with tonight's broadcast. We had a lot of fun and uh, hope to talk to you soon. Have a great rest of your uh, Tuesday evening. Thanks for tuning in to Mammoth College and Knox College Basketball here on WRAO.